In this episode of Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast, I sit down with the filmmakers behind the award-winning short film, Slice of Life, which is set within Los Angeles 2019, while telling a very different story than the Ridley Scott film. This interview is a few months old, and some of the points of discussion are now past tense. Filmmakers Luca and Dino have premiered the short film at the Los Angeles International Film Festival, where they won Best Science Fiction Short in July of this year. Welcome to Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Prater, and I'm uh, here with the filmmakers behind Slice of Life. Can you guys just say yeah, your first hello. names uh, for uh, me? My name is Luca. And hi, guys. I'm uh, Dino. Thank you guys for coming on. And we've known about your project for a while at Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast. Uh, a lot of people know about your project just because it's the visuals. It's fucking brilliant. I mean, you guys are... Uh, it's me and my friends who do my show. We were looking at their footage and we're... And uh, my friend Dan, he was like, what part of Blade Runner is that from? I said, dude, that's not from Blade Runner. It's from their movie that they're making. So it's pretty awesome. But uh, I'm just curious, like, how did this begin? How did the project begin? Oh, oh it, it began so long ago that we, we can't even remember anymore. Yeah, we, forgot. <laughs> we forgot how it began. No, I, but yeah, it's been like, what, four years now, maybe, yeah. because... Um, yeah. Well, I mean, just we, we, we did like um, films uh, of all all kinds, you know, amateur films uh, before, you know. I, I mean, I I was uh, doing films like short shorts even before I met Dino, and he was doing uh, also his own kind of stuff before we met. Uh, so you know, just doing another project was a natural thing to do, and it turned out to be a science fiction film, right? But. Um, it, it didn't. It wasn't connected to Blade Runner, basically, the start. You know, four years ago. And I guess also four years ago, we were in the stage that we just tried to experiment. You know, just like try to figure things out how things are done uh, in terms of uh, technical stuff regarding movies. You know, like how do you light stuff? I don't know. How mm -hmm. do you make miniatures? Uh, how how do you make stuff look really good and expensive? So we were just like, just like children in a garage. You know. Wow. And, a lot of time so we were playing around yeah. you know so was it uh are you guys formally trained in any effects work like how did you learn these these techniques by trial and error basically yeah no wow. we're not we okay. um we just we professionally we do commercials so we have, have you know okay uh, okay I don't background, know, in visuals. background in visuals and stuff but but not in, in miniatures, obviously, because that's like nobody does that, that today in in commercials, uh, you know. So especially in Croatia, so you know we, we we did a lot of I don't know 3D or stuff, you know, computer animation stuff like that. But but not miniatures. So that was like we we knew we, knew, we, we didn't know anything uh, when we started. So you know wow. just trying wow. it out, failing miserably all the time and then just trying again and again until we kind of get got the, the result that looks like something you know that's basically uh uh, uh like uh, you, you decide one day okay i'm just gonna try and build a pyramid it's an ancient knowledge so you really have to i don't know you have to look uh, on really strange places to find little pieces of information gather it together and then figure something out for yourself so it's actually yeah it's quite complicated at the beginning mm. But it's always kind of rewarding because uh, uh, each time you figure something out, uh, results show something really cool. So it was kind of a fun mm -hmm. experience. Yeah, it really it shows. Fun, yeah. It shows in the shot that you. Yeah, make. it isn't frustrating. Yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I understand. Talk about a little bit 
what was the decision to say we need to make a, a short film based in the world of Blade Runner? How did that come about? Yeah, well, nobody actually said it like that. Let's make a Blade Runner, you know, short or something. Um, it actually it was just a science fiction short that was inspired by the look of the 80s films, right? And especially, of course, Blade Runner, because that's the most visual film, you know, of all time, not only in science fiction, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, so um, we kind of just, mm, we started to put a little, you know, uh, an Easter egg here and there in the film, just, uh, you know, some logo, Tyrell Corporation or something on the, on the building and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And just like bit by bit, we just, we were putting more and more of this stuff uh, and just one day we kind of realized, okay, I, I, we guess it's happening in the same city that, you know, <laughs> like, we didn't decide it. It just kind of came naturally, I guess, you know, Yeah. because of the, you know, amount of, of little Easter eggs and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and obviously the, the huge inspiration behind this all was Blade Runner. And we always just came back watching the film. So obviously like, okay, we're watching this like 20 times in a row. Obviously we're doing like a yeah, yeah. tribute or something. So. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. You know. yeah, but yeah. but it was only visually inspired yeah. because that's 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 the main thing why it didn't come to us from the start because the story didn't have anything to do with Blade Runner basically right I mean we did change the story during the years a little bit tweaking it and st- stuff like that but uh, basically it was um, even now when it's the, f- the film is almost finished now it still doesn't have anything to do with Blade Runner story actually yeah, so. if you, if you, because basically we're starting we were starting out as kids. So our goal was to make, as I said, beautiful visuals. Mm-hmm. And Blade Runner's story is much com- it's too complicated. So can you talk about uh, what your story is? Have you guys released that yet? N- well, no, the movie is not finished yet because we still have some, uh, you know, touch-ups to do, like final mix of the of the sound, so- final sound mix, final uh, music mix as well. And mm-hmm. we are going to uh, do the color correction color or, or grading, color, color grading. Uh, in next month, so it's not finished yet. But we can, yeah, I mean, we can say a little bit. It's a uh, Dino. Dino yeah. is good at yeah. saying yeah. this. No, yeah. it's it's basically <laughs> it's about a guy who lives like a rat. You know, he's a drug dealer and he's living on the streets in his car, uh, and he's saving up all his money uh, to get his one goal. And his goal is uh, uh, his goal are the Overall Islands. This is like uh, this off-world uh, resort, uh, utopic, utopic resort. Yeah. You know where people can escape from Earth, because uh, right now, at this moment, where our guy is, where Earth is a pretty shitty place. So he just dreams of getting away, you know? And that's basically it. Got that's, it. That's, that's Set up, yeah. And so, so it's... it's 12 hours. It's uh, 12 hours. Wow. Mm. That's awesome. So it's in the universe of Blade Runner, but it's not a story about Blade Runners. I like that. I think that, uh, I don't, I'm sure you guys have seen many uh, fan films or fan fiction. They're so excited about what they've seen or what they love. They just retell it. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's really great that you guys are like, no, let's, let's do something else. Let's make it look really cool and look like it's in that world. Um, Even the, I mean, the, the noodle market that you guys created, I mean, mind blown. Like that's fucking amazing. It's really, I mean, it's it's just that you 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 made it in a space, you know, what like six feet by whatever. I mean, and already reusing for other things. I love theater for that reason that you can transform a space into something you've never seen or something that's uh, you would never expect within that space. So hats off. That's just really really amazing. 
Um, so what what's the release date uh, for the? Oh, film? that's a tough one. You know, people, you know, we get we get like emails all the time, especially from the, from the Kickstarter backers, right? Like, you know, when when are we going to see the movie? But um, unfortunately, you know, we're not. Um, I, that, I always uh, type the same answer to everybody. Unfortunately, we are not the big movie studio, you know, that can set a date and then, you know, yeah. everybody's working on it. It's just like two two of us basically in a garage and like life gets in the way all the time. You know, we can't work, unfortunately, all the time. We, oh, have, yeah. we still have, a, obviously, a commercial jobs to do and stuff. Uh, so um, <clears throat> we just, you know, can't, can't pinpoint the date. So... Um, we don't know. It's going to be this year, definitely. But uh, we also are um, trying to uh, apply to, to to some festivals, right? To to get you know the movie a little bit out there. Oh, to, yeah. you know, spread the word. Spread yeah. the word. Recognize to get it more more recognized a bit. So um, I don't know. We, we really can't say. But in the next couple That's of months. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Something. Like that. Yeah. Uh, what about like a, a formal trailer? I know you said you're color correcting and you're like a formal, maybe one minute trailer or something like that, that will come out soon. Yeah. I mean, the, we were thinking about um, doing another trailer because we have a lot of new material now. We, we shot additional scenes, new locations and stuff. So we think that the new trailer could be definitely visually richer and much actually visually better than the last one because we learned a lot in the meantime. Just gotta find mm-hmm. the time to do it, <laughs> and we yeah. find yeah, no time for anything. Yeah, but yeah maybe yeah, maybe we'll do it. I actually I interviewed the Weta guys uh, for our podcast who did the uh, miniatures for Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and they've seen your footage and they're pretty impressed by it. They thought it was amazing. Um, wow, that's so, cool. That's cool. yeah, they're they're fantastic guys. Actually, they even gave me a little piece of. Um, the Trash Mesa set from Blade Runner 2049. These are miniature tires. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, and they, they came to L.A. last year, and they're like, hey, do you want a piece of the miniature? I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's let's talk about, like, what your love of Blade Runner. How long have you, was that away from, you know, when you were younger, when you were in school? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, who's going to go yeah, first? go first. Yeah, I mean... Uh... But yeah, both of us we didn't like get it the first time. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I saw it in in high school, I guess, uh, for the first time. It was like a. I, I went to the video store. I rented the DVD. So yeah, DVD, it was DVD era. So that's like I, I saw it way too late. But yeah, but uh, and I, I was like, I don't know. I, I don't get this movie at all. I just returned it, you know. But I I did obviously read that it's a uh, like the most important science fiction movie of all time. So I just yeah I wanted to watch it. I didn't get it. I returned it, but you know, it's, it's somehow it like um, it called to me to watch it again. You know, every now and then, and like, yeah. and I, I rented it again, watched it, still didn't get it, returned it. But you know, after a couple of times, I was like, "Whoa, this is like getting better and better." And yeah, after a couple of times, I was I was like completely into it. Yeah, but it it took me some time. Yeah, my, my story is kind of different. Um, I was 18 years old, and I was working on a movie set basically as a PA, you know, just running around uh, getting things done. And one of the uh, director's assi- uh, one of the director's assistants uh, had this uh, T-shirt with the Blade Runner logo on it. And I was asking, like, what, what's that? And he was like, oh, come on. this is like the best movie ever. You go to the video <laughs> store and rent it out. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, I was just watching a lot of movies on, uh, on DVD and tape. 
So um, I got to the video store and I asked for a Blade Runner and uh, the woman behind the counter gave me Blade with Wesley Snipes. So I watched Blade. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good movie, but uh, I don't, maybe that's not it because he kind of talks something about androids and these are vampires. So yeah, maybe maybe the, maybe the lady got it wrong. So basically the real Blade Runner, I saw it like two years later. And I thought it was uh, so boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, uh, actually, for the first time, four years, four or five years, five years ago, I saw it for the first time with Luca. I was like, oh my God, mm -hmm. this is actually really good. Yeah. The first yeah. off, the visuals, the, the strange rhythm of the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. It's so untypical. Uh, these days, films are so fast cut, you know, mm. fast paced. And this was like drinking whiskey in a smoky bar, listening to jazz or something, you know, mm. it was a total weird experience for me. And then actually, a year ago, I think, uh, I, I, I slept at Luca's place. We were working, we were working on Slice of Life. And, you know, always after work, after finishing miniature and stuff, we would go upstairs because we're obviously in the garage and upstairs is where Luca lives. And we go upstairs and watch a movie mm -hmm. each night, you know? So we were obviously watching Blade Runner for the millionth time. And I don't know, I fell asleep at the beginning. Luca went to his bedroom and I woke up at 2 a.m., I guess, you know? And Blade Runner was still, I don't know, maybe it was the second run of the film. I don't know. And I saw the last 50 minutes, you know? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's not uh, what's happening this is oh this is the best movie ever like chills you know i i felt chills down my spine maybe it sort of mixed together with our experience on slice of life but it was it was so powerful it, it was really like of this world you know it, it was like you were half asleep right? yeah yeah it was transcendent yeah so uh, so it was like a, a light bulb yeah. moment you're like oh, oh. How how did I miss this? I mean, this is like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Is there something about the film, the original film, that touches you guys the most, aside from the visuals? Like, what 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 speaks to you about the story? Uh, I wanted to say the soundtrack, but, uh, but okay, okay, you said the story. Hmm. Yeah. What about the story? Uh, uh, for myself, I'm I, I don't know. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Tarantino says like, if you're a real artist, you should speak about things which concern you right at this moment. So for instance, if you're writing something, you should always write in this, uh, I don't know, scene, something that bothers you right now. And right now, you know, I'm human like everybody else. And I'm talking about a lot about death, about uh, the, the passage of time, you know, of our purpose. And uh, as I'm getting older, uh, when I always watch Blade Runner, I'm always getting hooked up to the to the story of, uh, of uh, Roy Betty, you know, and uh, Tears in the Rain. And, and, you know, uh, how time is, I mean, uh, somebody can say, okay, that's usual, you know, crap. You're just talking now like regular stuff about time passing. But I don't know, every time I see the ending, it gets to me more, you know, about the past time mm -hmm. and uh, I guess, you know, I don't know what it, what it feel, what, what it means to be human. I don't know, and I guess just memories and uh, I, everything, I guess, mixed at the ending. It's something that touches me every time I, I see yeah. it, you know, so. Totally. Yeah. I, you know what I like the most about this film? Like the the, the melancholy, maybe. It's not yeah. like the particular, maybe, scene. Uh, scene or something. Just like the feel of melancholy. Like when when, when when he, you know, takes this his glass and pours some, like, whatever he drinks, like Tsingtao, whiskey, vodka, whatever it is. He goes to the balcony, he looks at the city. Those are the moments that, like, that are the best, you know. Totally. Obviously. That's one of my favorite shots. 
right? You know, he's just like he's kind of trapped. Yeah, uh, I mean, the androids are trapped in their body, and they have a date, an ex expiring date, yeah. and he is sort of trapped in the world. Oh, unless he's also an android, right? Yeah. So that's the eternal question. It's certainly, it is the melancholy, but uh, that's interesting what you said. He's kind of trapped in his experience and they're trapped and the, the replicants are trapped in theirs. I never really thought of it that way. Um, but yeah, it's that, that the film does take its time. Ridley Scott's not that same kind of director. His films, if you've seen them recently, they're boom, 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 boom. He doesn't, he's not a s slow, methodical filmmaker anymore. He's a very, um, he's just kind of like everybody else in some ways, in some ways. And say uh, that what Blade Runner reveals, even Alien, um, is that really slow, yeah, patient filmmaking. And yeah, that feeling of melancholy, but it's also nostalgic and it feels comfortable and it feels familiar. That's what I love about the original. Um, so what did you guys think of Blade Runner 2049? Oh, that's the that's the hard question. Uh, <laughs> we we didn't enjoy it that much. We, we yeah, I mean, oh, we 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 were like talking a lot about it. Um, it's yeah yeah I don't know. No, I, I just got this metaphor. You know, we talked about jazz and we talked about uh, whiskey and those are and smoke. Those are the kind of visual images, the taste. Uh, uh, the the uh, audio feel those are kind of the senses that the original Blade Runner you know wakes in me when I think about it I think about smoke I think about whiskey I think mm -hmm. about jazz I think about that slow rhythm and when I think about the new Blade Runner it's basically like a modern vodka uh, you know uh, uh, in a commercial with Justin Timberlake you know and it's kind of uh, it's kind of too new and uh, too I don't know like too modern and and the 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 uh, dramatic stuff is so, uh, then, I, I'm not saying that I don't like Dennis Villeneuve, but uh, uh, he, he basically made his movie just with Blade Runner. And that's not what I really wanted, you know? He made it, he made it, himself, he made it his movie. Yeah, and I guess that's okay. good. Yeah. This is generally speaking good, but it's not an experience I actually wanted, you know? Because when we're talking about, about Blade Runner, it's obviously one Blade Runner. So I know it would be kind of bad to replicate that feeling of the original because everybody would say, ah, oh, you just copied, you know, like the first mm. movie. But basically, I don't know. I couldn't connect. I don't know. It's just something, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we love uh, certain movies. Like, for, for example, one of the one of favorite movies of Dino's is Seven by... Yeah. From... Oh, yeah. Which feels like Blade Runner a little bit. Yeah, so it, it's basically a really, really, really similar film to Blade, Blade yeah, Runner, it's, right? it's a modern-day Blade Runner, right? And, yeah. Just so a serial killer. These yeah. are kind of kind of movies that we like, visually, of course, but also, like, in some other uh, aspects. But the new Blade Runner kind of didn't fulfill a lot of this stuff that we like. Not to say that it's bad, but, uh, you know... It obviously isn't, and it's, it's not acted bad, and Gotham yeah, is okay. okay. But we like, uh, yeah, yeah, Ryan. We like Ryan. Yeah. But but yeah, but it's like um, I don't know, too gray, too okay. Maybe monotone. In visual too... terms, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It, it, Blade Runner was so like out there, like visually tactile. You can feel it. You can smell the world. And this new one yeah. was it's so packaged. Sterile, yeah. sterile. Yeah, I think it, it looked like know. Skyfall. You know, basically because it has the same director of photography. So yeah. it basically is Skyfall. You know, Dickens was the DP. So yeah, yeah. So obviously that makes sense. You know, in a way. And Denny Villeneuve is kind of a guy, he's very subtle about every aspect of filmmaking. And I even think he was a, too much of a subtle guy for Blade Runner, you know? 
-hmm. It's too dry uh, in, a, in a sense, like visually uh, and uh, um, uh, uh, the output, how the actors interact. It's so dry and serious, you know? It kind of misses the nostalgia mm -hmm. and this little laid back kind of direction, you know? I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm missing something, you know, with this older 80s, 70 touch. It's about the people, how they act. They are serious, uh, everything is so like important. The, the, the mastermind behind it is larger than life. I think that's a general problem in all new movies. Uh, each bad guy has to be the baddest mastermind of all time, you know? Jesus Christ level bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I don't really like it. I like the bad guy to be right there on the same level with our main good guy, you know? They have mm -hmm. to face each other. And come on, you can't face Jared Leto, he's blind. Plus, he thinks he's Jesus. So it's kind of, you know, it's not the same, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Some stuff is just not in the right place. I don't know. I couldn't. Yeah, I understand. So I'm not saying it's not a good movie. It's just not for me. <laughs> not for you. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a very different take. The food court scene, you know, where it feels a little bit like the world that Ridley Scott made. And then when the spinners are flying through the city, it feels familiar. But then it goes off into brutalism, essentially, like quiet brutalism where it doesn't feel it doesn't feel that way we felt in the original and it's quiet and you're alone and it's not that slow jazz like you're talking about it's more of a i don't know more it's more of like a factory that you're in you know yeah. and no and you don't know and and nothing is familiar and nothing is comforting um but yeah it's weird i mean maybe i think that's the world he was trying to set up like hey the world's different now yeah. People are, it's colder, you know. He did what he was trying. Yeah. It's okay, but it's just for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. The melancholy, oh, yeah. what Luca said. Uh, you get the seriousness of the world. You get this tragic, this despair. But still, there's, you know, this little sweetness in the corner. Mm. You hear the saxophone, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of different. I don't know. It's up. It's still a world I want to be yeah, in, yeah. you know? We, we all want to be in the Blade Runner Yeah, bro. Right? It's so like, in the first yeah, yeah, in yeah. The second movie, I don't want to be in the second really movie. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to be, you know, yeah. uh, comparing a factory to a nice brothel, old brothel. Blade, the old Blade Runner is like an old brothel, you know, with what? striptease girls, with jazz yeah, yeah. play, you know, like uh, really old Hollywood kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's kind of I mean, yeah, a cool place to be, yeah. It was different times then yeah. when they made it probably, yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> but <clears throat> well, that's interesting. I love that uh you know, mostly in the fan base it's really been accepted like people really love it, but I love different opinions, you know. I think that uh yeah, and it's going to have, you know, it's not going to be for everybody, but uh, I'm just fascinated by I, obviously I can see the love of the original Blade Runner in the work that you um I mean it's just really there. I mean it feels really authentic and um legit. Um so uh one of my last questions for you might be, what's next for you guys after this? I mean, of course, I know you're still finishing it. You're going to eventually release it and kind of work on all, when that's going to be. But uh, what are do you, do you guys have some kind of next projects? Already, are you already working on them? Yeah. Yeah, we basically have. Uh, it's it's going to also have miniatures in it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's going to be a World War II setting. It's going to be... 
Yeah, it's going to be like a thriller mystery with a touch of uh, sarcasm, com comedy. <laughs> comedy. Yeah, everything. You know, think about, like I don't know, like, like uh, Inglorious Bastards meets kind of miniatures. <laughs> something, but, something. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's the idea. But the yeah. thing is that, like, if you if you go to the root of the question, the, yeah. the answer is uh, we want to make a feature film. That's basically a... Uh, that's what we will want to do next because yeah. Slice of Life is obviously a short film. We never did a feature film before, uh, but the problem is that feature films, you know, you need money. Cost a lot of money. Cost a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to do it the same way that we're going to that we made the Slice of Life movie, we will need probably like twenty years to make it, which yeah. doesn't sound that good. <laughs> so you know, our you know, we hope we're going to find some I don't know maybe investors. That's why that's why we want to you know. Get the movie out out there as fast as we can and go to some festivals hopefully or something maybe you know somebody will like our work and we could get some kind of chance to you know tackle the feature film that would be uh our next wish at least yeah that's what we find today so if the people who are listening if they want to find out more about slice of life and you guys where where can they where can you direct them to oh we have a we have a, an official website it's sliceoflifefilm.com so everything's there, uh, but also interesting thing would be to go to Slice of Life, to, to search for Slice of Life on YouTube because we have a lot of uh, videos. We've, we've been following the whole production, you know, doing the kind of video diaries for each step of the way. And there's a lot of videos that are, you know, we try to make them funny and entertaining. So uh, if somebody's interested, you know, go to the uh, Slice of Life YouTube channel and there's a lot, a lot of cool stuff there behind the scenes about miniatures and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time again. My apologies for the timing on it. Uh, your work is amazing. It really is. Like I'm a fan. I'm a real fan. I watch your, I watch your videos and loops because I mean, I'm an artist. I'm a filmmaker. I've made documentaries and all of those things. So I really get it. And I get that you have one idea after the next, after the next, after the next, like, and so you're on to something else, but uh, really props to you guys for the work that you've done and we're excited. Yeah, thank to you. Oh, one more out. thing. We, uh, uh, one of the perks on Kickstarter that we um, promised to people uh, was going to be the uh, Los Angeles premiere of the film. Uh, so that's, that is going to happen this year, this year. So we're going to announce it on our, you know, Facebook page and or, on, on our website and stuff. So, you know, if anyone's, if anyone is in the LA area, like you are, yeah. uh, we are inviting you right now. Yeah. So when we, join the premiere, yeah. we're going to announce whoever is available. Okay. You're welcome to come. Yeah. Wow. Accepted. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Thank for inviting us. Yeah. Thanks. find out more about Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast, please visit us on our website at www.perfectorganism.com. Shoulder of Orion is available for listen or download through Apple iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. If you'd like to join in the discussion, please join our official Facebook discussion group, Fields of Calantha, a Blade Runner discussion group. <laughs>